Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the 4x4 podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, today we are kicking off season two. Uh, my name is Ian. I'm Gary. I'm Sean. And I'm Aaron. Okay, guys. So, we're just going to hop right into it, okay? Okay, so, uh, we haven't really gotten a chance to catch up with each other since summer. Or I guess mm-hmm. Gary and Sean kind of did because they live together now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> Wait, what was little, that? Little weird. Oh, my bad, my bad. Gary, are you uncomfortable? Yeah. <laughs> Get this guy out of here. We're working on it. <laughs> Anyways, okay, first up, how were all of your summers slash, like, the time we spent away from the 4x4? It was pretty good. Pretty good. You know, it was pretty chill. Uh, I don't know for the rest of you guys, but I was a working man, you know, contributing to society and the oh, economy. Oh my goodness, Cisco. Man. This guy's wow. doing shit right now. Oh, wow. I love software. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, like overall, I think it was, it was nice. You know, it was just a wind down time. Did you work like a nine to five? Yeah. Oh. But it's a little side tangent already. My boss would leave at two. Because he's, you know, he's the big boss. Wow. So I could leave that too as well without him knowing. Wow. <laughs> and no, none of them will notice. the nest. No, because my team's chill like that. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I never knew you were chill like that. <laughs> I no never way. knew you were chill like that. Well, Aaron, you work during the summer. Yes. Nine to five, nine to two, nine to five. I know another person that worked at nine to five during the summer. Who? Sean Moon. That's... Those shines. <laughs> that was actually crazy. I actually was unemployed <laughs> throughout the summer. I, I actually lost my job before the summer began. But you lost it? No, no, no. I didn't. Lo- oh. Technically, because I didn't get summer housing, right? So yeah, you I technically wasn't eligible to be an on-campus job. Got it. I used to work at the MBA office, so it was. Now when I see them every day when I walk through JSOM, like the business school, God, it's so awkward. <laughs> it's so awkward because I just like I had to abruptly like end it. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of weird, and to be honest, I did not wear like what they kind of wanted me to wear for dress code, stuff like that at the NBA office because it kind of expect like a little bit business casual. But I always woke up like thirty minutes before I had to. Oh, go I remember to work. this. So your boys are wearing those like nice lavender Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> no shot. No, that's business casual. <laughs> no, gotta rep the epic hoodie as well. You know? <laughs> I always gotta wear that. Respect. Respect for my boy Ian who designed that. And yeah, so. Yeah, I can, I wasn't actually I was actually unemployed for your information. Oh, yeah, God. just to preface, like Sean's plan, because Sean's my roommate, if y'all don't know, and we have a two by two, so I have right housing now? over the summer. Actually exposing me right now. <laughs> I, I I paid my rent over the summer. <laughs> Why are you saying it like that? Why are you saying it like that? And so, like, but for like I have access to the living room in my room, but for Sean. He tried, whenever he got to my room over the he tried to unlock his door since it was locked, but he didn't pay for it. But he wasn't able to get it unlocked. So that's why he had to quit his job. And he went back at home. Hey, on the bright side, he's paying rent. So it's fine for Yeah, he's paying rent, though. So Like during summer, he was paying rent, right? Nah, you guys are not. (laughs) No, it was okay. It was, everything was fine. No one said anything about it until like Emily or someone would be like, hey, yo, Sean, did you pay your rent? (laughs) I'm out here here feeling so bad. Because I don't know if you guys remember from our last podcast episode, I, I really talked about like, I hate freeloading and stuff like that. So I felt like I was freeloading the entire time. So like, in order to like, 
get used to that I always like brought like food or something to like make sure Gary was okay with me staying there because I felt horrible well, I, gift. I sent him like a bro I was writing comments to the core essays like every single time after I left I'm like yo thanks for letting me stay by the way dog if it's comments to the core essay that's full with a lot of BS <laughs> oh comments to the core yeah but actually no the summer was interesting because like I come to visit UTD for like a week or two because there's always I, I swear to god there was so many birthdays this this like summer true so like I had to plan a lot of those and I hate planning never again but yeah plan a lot of birthdays and then just like being able to hang out with people who are about to leave especially the upperclassmen that are leaving so yeah that was fun but like going back home just like that polar opposite like difference is crazy because I remember like I don't know if you guys remember from like when we hung out like three weeks ago, like we took that Myers-Briggs test or whatever. Oh yeah. Because everyone was like roasting the bones out of me that I was kind of <laughs> calling myself an introvert. And then I took the test and I was a 78% extrovert. <laughs> but I swear, every time I went home, I did not touch grass. I was at home in my room. Like, Sean really thinks an extrovert is someone who goes out and like- Hey, listen. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, listen, guys. It, it was a t it was a tough summer to say the least, dog. I always come from UTD, and I'm like reflecting throughout the whole like my trip back from UTD, and it's just like I, I guess it, I'm overthinking as well. So like I always think about a lot of things. Cause you're a thinker. Yeah, I'm a th yes, I'm a thinker. Thank right you, Gary. Sean's a very contemplative thinker. <laughs> the moment I saw that T on Sean's test. Not a feeler, a thinker. This man is definitely a feeler. In all seriousness, he's a feeler. He is not a thinker. Uh, I don't know what you, <laughs> so when what I you saw that T, I was like, no, <laughs> he just you, got, you definitely did that's that. That's true. Test we well. had a debate on <laughs> We were debating each other for like 30 minutes. I'm like, why? Like, he only, I was a T. Like, if I recall, you only think on like very feeling tough, like topics. Like you don't. True. It was like, you don't think about like, very like objective topics. Yeah, if very I was mm -hmm. subjective topics. If I was yeah, if I was being honest, if there was like a major decision or something to make, it's based off of feelings, hundred percent. There's no logic in it. <laughs> There's actually it's out the window. Right? Actually, logic goes out the window, which is which can be a good which can be a good thing, but also a very bad thing as well. Like in a sense, you can be decisive, but yeah. it might not always be like the best decision in the long run. In hindsight, mm. Mm, that's true. Yeah, there comes a point where logic has to meet feelings. And Sean, true. Sometimes, you know, not not often just at all. Just a little bit. Yeah, he lets his feelings take the wheel, and let's just say logic, it's left at the bus stop. What's <laughs> 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 no shot? I can't believe I'm lost it on the milk carton. Sean's speaking. No. Okay, so I'm lost it on the Walmart board. <laughs> that's crazy. No yeah. way. Well, that's mostly that's mostly my summer. It's just going back and forth between home, school. Yeah. How about you guys? I I barely saw you guys anyway, so actually other than Gary, but mm, my summer was actually like surprisingly pretty chill. I thought it was gonna be like a little bit tough because I was taking like two advanced math classes, but it ended up being not too bad. I only had like two hours of lectures per day, Monday to Thursday, and then the rest of the time I just like spend watching YouTube. So it was like super chill. No, yeah. Just YouTube, right? Not just Twitch. Oh, wait, what's, no, what's no, Twitch? Other what's, platforms? No, what, yeah. what, what is Twitch? <laughs> You're such a bad liar, Gary. <laughs> You're such a bad liar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, every, every Sunday during the summer, I would see Gary at church, and like I oh, knew yeah. this man was partying every weekday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's not true. Wait, actually? Sean, 
It was a joke. Home Slice was in class every day during the summer. Nah, when I was there, it was a party. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can. Uh-huh. Nah, no, I reach out to everyone, dog. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Whenever, whenever Sean was back, and I don't I, like literally during the summer, we literally just played a bunch of like games. Mm-hmm. Like it was first. Okay, well, we don't gamble out. We don't. We don't. We <laughs> <laughs> play poker. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went to uh, uh, Mahjong. Yeah. Wait, you, played, Mahjong. you played poker with like a one dollar buy-in, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Very low stakes to the Very point. low. Was, Very, for sure. Just for fun, you know, <laughs> for funsies. And then we went to Mahjong, and then right now, technically, it's we're playing Monopoly. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> We've already played Bro, I am Monopoly. I'm so fun. So tilted whenever Bro, I play Monopoly. I actually have just been playing like so much like in terms of like Yo, we should bring Wait, Monopoly. Wait, do Monopoly games actually take a really long time? Because I've oh, never Oh, yeah, for hours. sure. Yeah, two hours, three hours. I don't like, think I've ever played Monopoly longer than like 30 minutes. No, but it's actually like really fun and engaging. Yeah. Like if people are actually engaged. Yeah, yeah. And as long as everyone's like really trying like all the way to the end. Because there are those people that like give up and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll try oh, yeah, to keep all my money for $1. God! And then at that point, it's just ruined because yeah. it throws everything off. But if everyone tries it and like kind of goes fast, three hours, three hours minimum or maximum. So you didn't like a Transformers movie. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ian, you're you're you were the you like your housing situation kind of changed throughout yeah. the summer. You, you used to live in uh, a student apartment nearby, and now you're back at your house. Mm-hmm. How was like the change going back? Um, I will say that. So for context, I lived alone in a house my freshman year, which was UTD, it was complete COVID year basically. And then sophomore year I lived at a, basically an on-campus apartment called Northside, and my roommate. Uh, roommate experience was great actually. Like there were ups and downs, but like my roommate Caleb, I actually really enjoyed it. I think Caleb was, I think it was a good match for me. And I think I learned a lot about myself and rooming with other people. Mm-hmm. Like one thing I learned is like, no matter who the roommate is, I like to live alone. Just, I just like to live alone. Like, I like going home to an empty house every day. Um, after watching Criminal Minds, though, less, because, dude, Criminal Minds is scary. Anyways, um, but yeah, living at home the summer, I spent a couple grand furnishing my place, um, which is kind of nice, because, this is the first time I'm like living in the house with like legit furniture, because my mom at some point was like, "Ian, no more IKEA." And I'm, just like, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm fine with IKEA, but I guess it makes sense. She doesn't want me buying a bunch of IKEA furniture, because then I have to get rid of a bunch of crappy IKEA furniture later. I love IKEA, but uh, yeah, my summer, I think, was low key like a continuation of the end of spring semester. End of spring semester, I stopped like hanging out on campus as much. I like started like going back to my comfort zone like mm-hmm. chilling at home, stuff like that. And then I think like throughout summer, I really enjoyed that. I took a few summer classes. Those were interesting. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, so summer, big comfort zone. Uh, I hung out with my friend Bridget a lot. She's cool too. Your friend. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I think you can disclose the information, but it's up to you. Oh no, we talked about this a lot. Yeah. Uh, girlfriend Bridget that was chill I didn't cook at all during the summer nice nice, nice. which is actually surprising <laughs> I've actually really? disappointed in myself that's crazy Wait, that's... Were you, were you I cooked one time okay this so you guys 
You guys know like uh, it's like flatbread with like tomato, mozzarella, and like pesto. Oh, oh. Like the, what, what's that? Mm. What's it called? What's it called? I know. I know we're talking about, but I know there's an actual name, name for, it. for it. Is it margarita? No, it's not margarita. Oh, no, that's margarita. It's like pizza. a margarita. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is okay, crazy. Continue, continue. No, but that was so good. Um, I got that recipe from my aunt, or the ingredients and stuff. Mm. And then, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, that was basically my summer. Transitioned into the year kind of weird, because I think my transition into year was like totally not conventional. But speaking of transitioning into the year, um, this year I've learned a lot, like in terms of just everything being so different. Um, so at UTD, we have like a weird grade distribution. We had a lot of upperclassmen last year, a lot yeah. of seniors. And then Gary's class, which were freshmen last year, barely any of them. So like <laughs> a lot of like, the Epic community slash our community yeah. before before because that's where we met and everything. Um, they graduated and left. So I think for me, there's been a lot of growing pains coming into this year. Um, I think I'm still like, I'm still like definitely struggling with it. Like last night, man, oh my goodness. Basically, stuff has been like so busy for me this school year, whether it's classes or other stuff. And just living off campus too, it's like, it's weird because my relationships with everybody have changed a little bit because of that. Mm. Like, just because of proximity, that's played a role. And also like, um, like yesterday, where like, I've never really been on top of my life, but for the last like week, I finally felt like I actually was in control of every part of my life, like classes, um, relationship, like friendships, kind of, no, not really, but friendships where I was kind of just like ignoring because it was just, you know what I mean? It's like, that was the least essential part of it. And then I found out that I missed my comments to the core group call. So my group like planned to call that day to work on the project. And for people who don't know what comments to the core is, it's just like a mandatory project every God. freshman and junior have to do. But I was, I, then I started panicking because I, I looked it up, I was like, oh shoot, if I don't get credit for this, then you get a makeup assignment. But the makeup assignment you get late October, early November. Registration appointments open before that, not to mention oh, processing yeah. time. Oh. So, I was, so I was like spiraling. I was like, oh my God, I finally felt like I had like my career on track for ATEC, Arts and Technology at UTD. And then all of a sudden I'm just like, that one mistake, right? I had, I, I kept track of everything except for the one class that's like an easy class, right? And I was like, and I messaged my group, they didn't message back. And then I was like, I was just panicking. I was like, oh my goodness. And I started spiraling. I was just like, this is the first time for a, in a long time, I was just saying, life sucks. Life sucks. I was just like, I hate this school year. I miss like my upperclassmen so much. I miss like mm. how my friendships were last year. I miss like the comfort. I miss the love that the community showed or like, I just liked it the way they were. And like, no matter what, change is always hard. And then also I was just like, at the same time I was like, I have, I'm still in a really great community. And it's also, and I started spiraling more. I was like, I'm not starving on the streets. You know what I mean? It's like, so why can I come, I can't complain about anything. And then it was just like, and then I was like, my problems aren't problems. But at the same time, I'm still like, you know, feeling these problems. So. That was yesterday night. And then today's been a lot better. But that's good. 
Yeah, last night I was just spiraling. I think I've been snorting that copium for a long time to kind of like just ignore all those things that were making me feel super anxious and just like sad. Mm. <laughs> and I think yesterday it just finally just hit me. And it was constant at the court. That was like <laughs> the final straw. And I was like, I was literally sitting on my couch, like profusely sweating. It was like 68 degrees in my house because that's usually where I keep it at. I was just sweating because I was just so like, I was like freaking out so much. But anyways, one thing I learned this year is that, I don't know. It's just like last year I, I could hang out a lot. I, I really liked it. I definitely don't regret any of it. But it's like this year, I can't. Or it's like, I technically could, but if I stay out till 4 a.m., wake up the next day at noon, then go to class, get home, repeat, that's what we did last year. Mm. It's like, actually I had like all async last year too, so it didn't really matter. It's like, I can't do that. It's like, I have to just worry about other things now. Even like feeding my dogs. I'm, I'm back to feeding my dogs consistently, but there's a few days I like fed them once a day or like really late in the day. And then I was just like, I can't handle just feeding my dogs. I was like, I just need life to be less cluttered, less busy. But I got I got sidetracked again. Yeah, <laughs> but good. like this year, I just I just learned. Oh, the lights just turned off. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. But yeah, it's like as much as I wish things would go back the way they were. It's like, if I spend too much time worrying about that and thinking about that, I'm gonna miss like what's directly in front of me. Like the opportunities True. in front of me, the relationships, the people. It's like, I'm one of the upperclassmen now. Last year I wasn't. So it's like, this is my chance to like pour into people. And at the same time, Epic's fall retreat hasn't even happened yet. And last year that felt like it was super early in the year actually, yeah. like, in the grand scheme of things. So it's like, Taking a step back, thinking about that, not overwhelming myself. Mm. Yeah, I think I just learned that this year, like, no matter how hard things are, everybody has problems, and you just need to suck it up yeah. and just <laughs> confront them. And it's like, and if people aren't going to be there for you, like, through those problems, if they're not going to be there afterward, then, you know, tough luck. But, yeah. Yeah, I think that for me is, I think that was such a hard concept to grasp on. Like, I my focus on this year, to be honest, was to like develop more of the friendships that I already had, and like make it grow even more. Because like, yeah, like we're pretty close with each other, but at the same time, we only known each other for like a year, right? With like our community and stuff like that. So the people I really wanted to invest in, I really wanted to like grow in, be a part of. And recently, oh, towards the end of the summer, I actually uh, went to Houston with a friend. Um, yeah, and she uh, she originally was supposed to just see her friends, but then she just typed, asked if I wanted to come along because she knew I had a friend there that I wanted to see. So yeah, I went there and like, she went there because she missed them. And I just went there because I just wanted to hang out with the guy because I haven't seen him in a while. But after coming back, I think it was exact opposite like of how we originally went in, in which she was like completely satisfied with how her trip went. And I just came back like missing it even more. Mm-hmm. So like, it kind of sucked because he's a, he was an upperclassman of mine and just that big impact that he had in my life and like a lot of other classmates who left upperclassmen and 
just being plopped in that situation now where I'm an upperclassman, it's like kind of insane. Because technically, we, I wasn't here for the first year, freshman year. I was like at home. So this is technically my pseudo sophomore year in a way. But being an upperclassman to the new freshmen that came into our community, wow, it's. <laughs> And to be honest, it was kind of hard. I think me and Gary had a lot of talks in the night about it. God, there's so many thoughts in my mind about it. But, like, I'm so thankful for the freshmen as well. Because, like, even though, like, I guess they're, like, new to the place, there's, like, a lot of things that I learned from them, I guess. And just, like, I think one of the things, like, one of the easiest things to learn from them was, like, just to enjoy life. Like, stop complaining about things. And I think I've been complaining so much, even though I think my life is going not so bad. In honest, all honesty, I'm not that busy this year. I decided to take a break from classes, so I'm only taking 12 credit hours instead of 15. And I don't really have a job right now because I just felt like this year I just wanted to focus on my academics and just like my social life in kind of in a way. So yeah, it's honestly been going well, but I feel like I've been complaining about the smallest things. And mm -hmm. like, I just miss, those upperclassmen who always like kept me grounded on that kind of thing just like calling me on those things it feels like I'm like in a pool by myself with like like no lifesavers <laughs> right now but mm. yeah I'm just thankful I mean like as Gary as a roommate you guys just like everyone just like continuously I guess we just continue just to support each other as a community and as friends as well so yeah I think that's the one thing I learned there's always community behind you and it's still hard to learn, to be honest. Like, I'm still having a tough time with it. But, yeah, that's something that I learned this this year. How about you, Gary? Hmm. I think reflecting on these like past five weeks, like I've talked about this before with people, but like I had like the same sort of worries coming into this year, because like our community just looks so different now, and like without any or barely any upperclassmen really like how are we able to like build our younger generation up to be you know to, like to build their character right and so like yeah coming into this year I was just like very skeptical like very curious of like what was going to happen but I think I realized in the end like everything's going to be fine you know, things just take time, and like, like for the freshmen, like I'm, I'm honestly having a blast with them. Like, <laughs> like maybe, like you guys are juniors, so maybe you can't keep up with their energy as well. But like, I'm a sophomore. I'm a little younger. Oh my goodness! So, so <laughs> we're old. You guys are oldies. I'm a youngin. So. Yeah, it's been actually like... No way you said that. No way you said that. <laughs> Wait, what? No, I agree, People dude, that I... are over 20, you just got roasted by Gary. <laughs> like you're too old. But yeah, it's been like really refreshing actually because like I didn't really expect to like vibe with them so well. But yeah, it's like a big eye-opener that like, you know, things will be okay, you know, and yeah. Gary, I have a follow-up question. Uh -huh. How does it feel to have underclassmen? Because you're a sophomore now. And, you know uh, I mean? That's true. Kind of feels a little bit weird because, like, 
You don't have like people paying for you. I used to. <laughs> I used to be in the baby. Yeah, you see the baby, but now I'm not. Now I'm a leader. Wow. Would leader, you look at that? He has underclassmen to take. Yeah, care. I have underclass. I have fish to take care of. But yeah, it's been. It's been not like a really big transition. Mm-hmm. I think because like I had, like Sean said, we had a lot of upperclassmen, like upper figures to like guide me in the right direction and so like I've definitely taken a lot from what they've told me and taught me and like that's how I'm trying to like invest in the freshmen I guess mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Very, very interesting. how about you I think for me it's probably similar to Sean and Ian's as technically we are Upperclassmen, like upper upperclassmen, you know. And we're finally there. Right. <laughs> That's crazy. We're finally so, there. We're here after a year. Cool. It, it just feels <laughs> <laughs> like, because technically we had a COVID year, freshman year, yeah. so our sophomore was essentially pseudo freshman. Mm-hmm. But like finally being a junior and being an upperclassman, I don't know for you guys, but for me, it felt like a huge shift in like the attitude and tone that was expected oh yeah Mm. either like from other people but also like i guess the internal Mm. things that i like the the precedents i had on becoming an upperclassman um i also just feel like there's a different like aspect of life when it's just like oh we only have one year left technically after this year to can graduate you, can, you, can you calm down it just feels like i have like new responsibilities mm-hmm. that i should i don't even know what responsibilities i have i yeah. kind of had to like jot them down and or like even seek them out yeah. but like oh my gosh like I'm, I'm literally thinking about post-grad life already i mean as you should yeah like, mm-hmm. understandably but it's like mm-hmm. We're only juniors, but also being a new epic leader, like first year epic leader. Sheesh. <laughs> like, I feel like I also have to like care and pour a lot more into the community with epic because I'm kind of a hermit. And I can't really do that anymore. Yeah, just kind of. Just, just, just a little just bit. Kind of, I don't know, maybe like 85% on the introversion. <laughs> self-proclaimed recluse. My man just has not seen grass. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> it's just like acting as that upperclassman role, though. Yeah, that's yeah. hard. To, to, to the underclassmen. Yeah. Especially when I'm like, kind of, maybe you guys might roast me on this, but my philosophy is let them swim on their own and if they drown <laughs> that's true whenever we play like mahjong and stuff like that and he's teaching new people how to play mahjong he's like yo you make the decision now okay, don't look okay. at me I- i'm gonna go to side tangent on, on what sean just said i think it's because i don't want to have to keep on being your coach so if i tell you and you don't understand the reasoning or thinking behind it you're not gonna learn it overall yeah so i always tell them like Oh, what do you think you should do? Yeah. And they'll tell me, and then I'll tell. Okay, go do that decision first, and I'll, then I'll tell you the feedback. <laughs> so you like learn, like, oh, I, I should never do this. Aaron, the type of guy that teaches kid how to swim with a life vest on. Five minutes in, it's like, okay, it's coming off in five minutes. Because I still you my last. I'm very much of a, like a, a sink or swim mm. uh, type of philosophy, but 
besides the, besides the, the teaching thing. <laughs> Trial by fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, overall, I think just adjusting to coming back to school, being an upperclassman, yeah. new responsibilities, new outlooks on life. Yeah. Thinking about though, like, imagine like what the upperclassmen last year thought of us, like when we first came in, like. I think like some of the freshmen, like all the freshmen, actually are honestly menaces to society. Like <laughs> when it ter- comes in terms of in terms of energy, is like like I thought I had a lot of energy, and I think oh I do. My but, like, they they're a different breed. They're a different breeds, bro. We pull off the four by four; they can pull off a six by six or something. I remember <laughs> insane. last year, uh, like uh, someone, one of the upperclassmen, they were like, "Like I can't, I can't keep up with you guys anymore." Like just remember that. Mm-hmm. And I was, yeah. and I remember like as a sophomore, I'm like, they were only one year apart. Stop." Like babying around, and then I'm right now in this situation. I feel exactly it the hits same. In. Aaron with his boomer tendencies. Let that sink in. <laughs> I am hard of hearing. So, is it hard of hearing or hard of hearing? You're deaf. Yeah. You're deaf. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was no. gonna say the most boomer phrases ever. <laughs> like, you're not deaf, Aaron. I just have to repeat myself almost double digit amount of times whenever I talk to you. It's just that like I'm not paying attention. It's not like my ears are deaf. I, it's just I'm not paying attention. And then and then I'm yeah, like, what? His brain, his brain is deaf. Yeah. <laughs> I think also this year, as Ian said, like the proximity thing, right? I think other than Gary, like we're all kind of like. Far, far apart from each other. I mean, I guess, I mean, Aaron, I can reach out to you whenever, oh, like, for, especially like, for a 10 minute walk. Yeah. That's crazy. That's actually crazy. Okay, that's, it's I'm not sleeping out reaching here. out to me because of, like, proximity, like, geographical proximity. <laughs> no, not geographical. Because I sleep so much. <laughs> the and Sean will call me. <laughs> and then I'm sleeping, like, because I hit, I get the biggest food coma. Yes, he does. Any, anyone <laughs> he does. out there that can relate, I could literally wake up at four o'clock. Two hours later, I'm cooking and eating dinner, and then I'll be going back to sleep for another, like, mm-hmm. four or five hours. And in that Goodness. time, Sean will call me, thinking, like, granted, it is a normal time to call someone, but yeah. I'm knocked out. And it's, like, 12, midnight, I call him back, sorry, I was asleep. And that's, that's like, literally always why I miss Sean's call. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. I don't think I understand. Whenever I, you miss my call, I look at Gary and I was like, of course she did. And I was like, you text him, you call him. And then he calls and then somehow, some way, his ringtone must be different or something. Yeah. Because Aaron always answers. Oh no, I think Aaron sees the name of the caller and he's like, oh, it's Garrick. It's not Sean. So I'll pick up since it's Garrick. Oh, that's man. crazy. Yeah, that's crazy because me and him are standing like right next to each other when we're calling this guy. Oh, wow. I remember that since. <laughs> No, I literally wake up, five minutes missed call Sean, and then Gary calls me, and I'm like, I know if I pick this up, I'm going to get roasted by Sean, who's right next to this man. Yeah. It's also crazy, because, like, if you guys all don't know, like, me and Gary, uh, we are, uh, personal for personal reasons for me, at least, is we don't have cars, so, like, whenever... <laughs> listen, listen. Okay, but we, you have a license, at least. That's crazy. Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when, like, whenever Aaron comes to our house, we always have like <laughs> we always have like he always brings everything that he has to our house as well because a lot of people visit our house yeah. to like play like board games and stuff like that and like yeah, just talk. Yeah, because Sean's so popular like that. Okay, shut yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, they call him Riz Master. <laughs> I did not know Sean. Riz Master Nine Thousand. Uh, okay, they don't. But Sean was self-proclaiming himself Riz Master not, mm-hmm. about thirty minutes. If you guys ago. want to check out that uh, that other episode? <laughs> oh, <laughs> dang, that's a nice plug. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. 
Bro, we always have <laughs> okay, that Coca-Cola waiting for you, though. Every single <laughs> It's like, how, how, how do we pay for this guy's gas money, bro? Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola and the water bottles. Bro, I was talking about this with Ian. Giving free water bottles, it yeah. hurts. It, <laughs> it hurts. I mean, it's like, for me, at least for me and Gary, if we like drink water, we I, like I bought like 160 water bottles, like four packs from my Sam's Club. Actually, a lot. Yeah, a lot. Usually, it takes me if not, since I lived by myself last year with like three other random roommates, so I just used all the water for myself. Yeah, that took me at least three months to finish. Yeah, me, Gary, and everyone else who visits our house all the time, two weeks, three weeks gone, completely yeah. gone. It's crazy because it's like it's like simple math, right? It's yeah. like if two people are living off that, yeah, it will take half the amount of time yeah. to finish it. Yeah. If if you have guests, oh my goodness, one day Jeez. where you and Gary are supposed to drink two bottles each, all of a sudden each guest drinks a bottle. Yeah. Man, you're down like four days of bottles. Yeah. It just happens like that. I swear to God, guests, people, guests like are allergic to like Brita or something. Like they, they just do not want to use the Brita. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I remember I was talking to Gary. If you drink so much water, why don't you use your Brita? And this man says the Brita has a weird taste. Wait, did I say that? So I, I don't remember, remember saying summer, that. I remember in the summer, <laughs> you did not use the huh? Brita at all. Yeah. And you would say, I would go through four Wait, bottles is that, a This day. was Sean or Gary? That was kind of both of you, right? I don't think any No, but I, I, never used, I never used the Brita until like, exactly. like the past and week and a half. like, where are our water bottles? And then I hear like you guys go through like four bottles a day. I don't know what he's talking about. That. I'm sleeping on it. a day. That's actually kind of insane. I, yeah, I go through like three to four bottles a day. I drink a lot of water. Hmm. And you wonder why your water bottles go away. Sean's thirsty. The water bottles. <laughs> That's crazy. Thirsty for water. Yeah. Thirsty, no. I bet, yeah. like, he's yeah, de yeah. dehydrated. Yeah, sure. yeah. Okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, literally, all our water bottles go away. But actually, no, I'm, I actually really enjoy people coming to our house. I mean, especially recently. My sleep schedule usually, usually my sleep schedule last year, especially when we did like the four by four and like continuation after that was like three a.m. to like sleeping at three a.m. to like waking up at eight a.m. if I have work or waking up till one one p.m. if I didn't have work, right? Mm-hmm. So I was actually beyond like DJ, which is why we named our podcast the DJ because I think that's literally all our okay, sleep, sleep like schedules at the time. Okay, we called it the four by four, and then the weird guy named Sean added. That's okay, okay, listen. That's there's true. a reason for that because there's true. already a 4x4 podcast yeah, 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 yeah. name, okay? There's listen. actually a lot, right? Yeah, there's okay. more than just one. There's actually a I lot. I need the residency real quick. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> that was a good idea, Gary. Good job. Thanks for adding it. Good job, Gary. Salute. Oh, yeah. seven. <laughs> no way you just said it. Yeah, but our, my sleep schedule was really bad. Like, actually really bad. But uh, recently, a friend of mine, a really close friend of mine, uh, he, does, he doesn't have a car anymore, so he comes to visit he like he usually stays on campus every day but like now that he doesn't have a car he gets a ride from someone every like two three days a week oh yeah, yeah. J- joseph wright is his name and um <laughs> i have so just, many friends just just same same no, I, know, man, I, just because I love this guy i love this guy okay he yeah we know yeah i love this guy um he <laughs> he comes to my house at like 9 a.m at 9 9 30 10 p.m and i'm like he's like yo dog wake up bro Wait, did you say 9 a.m or 10 p.m no, nine. Okay. Wait, what? Well, that's crazy. Ten a.m. Sorry. Got it. Yeah, he comes at ten a.m. and I'm like, I have to wake up at nine thirty, and then rather I, a I cook for him or b we go study until like his class, which is like four p.m. Jeez. <laughs> so I'm on the grind, bro. I'm on the grind, and it's thanks to my friend, dog, uh, J- Joseph, right here. But uh, yeah, I'm. Other than that, I'm really thankful for like him and like everyone else who's been keeping me accountable <laughs> for everything that I've been doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, but I think also 
going back home during the summer really messed up my sleep schedule as well. Because to be honest, mm. like I don't know if it was y'all's Asian parents, but like for me, my mom is not like she's not like traditional Asian, so like I can have like a really decent conversation with her, I guess. But my dad, he's he's also not traditional as well. But like I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like my dad's like kind of hard to talk to for me at least. Mm. So like, and then I think I was talking talking to my mom about this one day, and she was like, I was like. I know she said to me like hey like do you ever like grab our like traits and stuff like that like I guess our how we act towards other people like do you like see that and then like take that into your own consideration right and to be honest um, I think there's a lot of good traits for my mom and dad I think like my mom she's like she goes out of, way, out of her way to do anything and I think I credit I think I do that a lot as well but I credit that to my mom because she always does that and like doesn't expect anything back but also, <laughs> my mom has, you know, the Asian parent. She kind of has a... <laughs> Still has that Asian blood. Yeah, she got that Asian blood, right? So, like, bro, she'd be complaining about the smallest things to me, right? <laughs> She's like, yo, Sean, you didn't eat today? You want me to come... You want me to drive 40 miles right now to buy you food right now? Like, <laughs> do you want to die right now? And just, like... <laughs> that could, you know, okay, yeah, my mom is a little aggressive. But, like... Oh, that's what she said? Yeah, she actually says oh, that. Wow. Yeah, no, she actually says that in Korean. But, like, yeah like my mom continuously nags on like all the time about me but like that's just my mother and like also she she is like pretty sensitive pretty easily so like if i say something a little bit that's wrong or like i talk back a little bit my mom's depressed for the rest of the day until like i might make it up with her mm. so that's that's a trade that also got from her mm. but yeah i think with my dad my dad's also really sociable so like i'm able to talk with people because of my dad and he always introduced me to new people anyways but yeah uh I think where I'm going with this is like with you guys, your your parents. Like, what kind of traits did you get from your parents, and like, do you think those are like positive, negative traits, and like, would you like to keep them for your like as like you move on and you grow up? Mm. I think for me, I think so. I I have an older brother and sister. My sister's three years older than me, and four years older. Just for context for people, so they kind of understand the family dynamic. Yeah, that I've been in. Um, but like for me, like I guess in terms of like similarities and like differences that I have with my parents, I would probably relate myself most to my dad more mm. because like I think he's my mom's always working. She's she's actually like she has a, like literally growing up, she would have such a bad work schedule. Mm-hmm. She would like work to midnight, sleep mm-hmm. during the day, and then work in the night. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, so like my dad was usually the one to like teach me things like whether it would just be like regular chores and I guess like when I got into high school like the car and all that stuff mm-hmm. but like just general life lessons as well and he is a super he's like really chill for an Asian yeah um, but one thing that my mom always says about me my siblings and him is that we all have really like bad tempers mm. like we would lash out on each other very fast mm-hmm. and, I, and I think that's just because when we have a stance we're kind of stubborn we will stand on that or like we will ride or die on that stance mm-hmm. and if someone like goes against it we'll like immediately lash out mm-hmm. 
or feel like offended. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then we, we won't, we definitely won't like be like, oh, I'll try to understand your perspective. I'll try to, no, we just, we just lock ourselves in our room mm-hmm. and we just wait the day out like Asians the do. The classic. Yeah. The and just, classic. And then at the, you know, oh, next boy. morning, everything's fine, which is kind of weird. Like, not going to lie, looking back into it, hindsight, but I think like in similarities of that, and I'm like, I'm pretty chill, you know, and like, I'm pretty, uh, I guess, flexible with life, <laughs> but I, I do have like, I'm pretty like stubborn and have a bad temper, which I definitely inherited from my dad. <laughs> you have a bad temper? I've never seen your temper before. That's because usually in most situations, it's not. I don't do anything to make you mad. Yeah. yeah. Thank God. Mm. Like, the only time I see Aaron's bad temper with Sean is when Sean is trying to say something completely false about himself. That is actually kind of true. <laughs> I, I don't show it. I don't show it publicly. No, like, you do, no, you show it publicly. You're like, okay, what are you talking I show, about? I show my disbelief, but I don't show like my anger. No, Aaron, you get worked. It's so funny. Every time I see you, you literally took a arguing. picture of it when we were arguing with each other one time. Oh, okay. Okay, but the, the, the thing is, it's just that like, I'm such disbelief how you think. Here he goes this facet. Okay, grab the popcorn. <laughs> and then I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like my brain wants to like commit like murder. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, chill, chill, brother. <laughs> chill, brother. Literally, we, 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 had, we got dinner before this, literally before this recording, and Sean was telling us something. Like a problem that his friend was having. I won't, I won't include any detail, but <laughs> oh my gosh, I was like, okay, do this. He was like, okay, I'm gonna do the opposite. And I was like, so angry. Sean said he's gonna do the opposite? Yeah, like actually. Like he wasn't gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna just do whatever, like the opposite of what you said. He, it was like the, it was like two options. I was like, oh, you should do option one. He was like, no, I'm gonna do option two. And I'm like, what's the point of you asking? <laughs> what to do hey, just, <laughs> you, hey you just, you just, just gave me a different dark. thought process and i was like thinking about that thought process i was like dang the other options does sound good still <laughs> you know what i'm saying but yeah i think that was like overall like i guess pretty similar like similarities between me and my father uh, how about you guys um i think for me this is something I've learned, like, I think over the last, like, year, maybe even two years, but it's, like, I clashed with my mom growing up, and over the last two years, I've realized, like, I clashed with her because we are very similar. Like, our temperament, our, like, willingness to hold our ground on something, and, like, my dad's, like, okay, my dad is, like, a alpha, but he's an alpha that will back off to other alphas because he knows, like, just two alphas butting their heads is never gonna solve a problem. So I think my dad is a huge alpha for having the knowledge and willingness to back down knowing how that plays out. Anyways, I think my mom and I have grown a lot closer since I realized that. And also we've like talked about it and stuff like that. And then I realized like, I was like, wow. Every time my mom does like a little thing, I'm just like, I do the same thing. (laughs) But like, I totally will be doing that thing when I grow up. And then I also realized, like, my mom's brother came to visit this summer, and I only see him, my uncle, like, every four years. And I realized during this trip, I was like, I am so similar to him. And, yeah, I can see, like, the pitfalls, and also, like, the pros. Like, I think drive is one of the pros. 
I think cons is maybe like like getting too obsessed in what you want to do that you like disregard other people mm. um, but yeah I think one thing I learned though is that my mom really likes teaching people like whether that be like in a classroom setting or like in Sunday school or something and like I really like teaching people like whether it's uh, my guys shout out to Team Keenness or like um, <laughs> or like uh, like Awana or like Sunday School or UBS or even like I guess Epic Leadership in a way like, or you know Monday this, this coming Monday <laughs> for Guys Night for Epic <laughs> come out to see the guys oh, I still need to work on that anyways um, yeah that's what I learned I learned that my mom and I are very similar mm-hmm. and I also think I, that, I think that's why I get along with my dad very well because he's a help he's a very complimentary personality for that but yeah I learned I think like if you're clashing with your parent this is someone coming from someone who clashed with their parent a lot it's like really try to understand their point of view because everyone has a reason to believe anything even like a second grader who just like runs around like an animal they have a reason for why they're doing it even though it might be a primitive primal reason because they want to run around or something. <laughs> Running is fun. It is. Nah, no. Too old for that. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, I'm about to be 21. Chill. That's so true. That's so crazy. Anyways, uh, that's what I learned. I learned that my mom and I are very similar. Yeah. And I think I can connect to her yeah. a lot now that I understand that. How about you, Gary? Hmm, I think... When Aaron talked about how his parents were pretty short-tempered, like, I feel like I can relate a lot to that as well. Because, like, especially my dad, he was, like, very short-tempered. And so, like, we would have, a like, a lot of arguments growing up. But I don't know. It's kind of weird because looking at myself now, like, I'm, like, I would like to say, like, I'm kind of the opposite. I'm, like, very tolerant of people. And so I think... I don't know, I just learned, because, like, whenever whenever my, I would have arguments with my, like, my dad, for example, like, I would try to argue back, but you know with Asian parents, like, they're not going to understand <laughs> your perspective. You're just asking for the smoke, brother. Yeah, you're just, ask, you're just asking for it at that point. <laughs> so then, I think through all of those experiences, I just learned to stop caring, and I would just, like, take it all in. He was conditioned. Like a bullet. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I was just conditioned. Conditioned. <laughs> and then once they're, they're, they're done finished, or they're finished talking, like, the classic stay in your room. Even though your parents call you for dinner, you just stay in your room <laughs> until they leave for dinner, or Dude, they're finished so with true. dinner. So you sneak in after midnight. Yes, you sneak in after midnight. And I get the leftovers. If I did that, my house, my I'm over. I'm life, my life is over. See, I don't know how it happened. That way. I guess I was conditioned to to like just take it in. So yeah, I, I would like to think like I'm actually like the opposite of my parents a lot also like my i feel like my dad's like very extroverted person meanwhile me i'm like very introverted what Nicole? oh wait what sorry did, did i mean like extroverted extroverted yeah 90 percent reach out at epic retreat but yeah i have a question going off of that just 
like I know this is super early, but like, is there anything that you have learned in life yeah. that you want to employ as a parent? Ah, uh, that's a good one. Uh, I think actually, I actually have something in mind right away from the start. Um, I think for me, my my parents, actually my mom specifically, when I was growing up, you know, like how Asian parents always like look at other Asian kids, right? And they're like, dang. They're getting A in that class right now, and right now, you gotta see in English, bro. What's going on? Dog? Do you not know oh, grammar? <laughs> you literally American. Oh. Dog. <laughs> something going on. You know, I don't think my parents ever said something quite like that, but yeah, I get it. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually. My, my, actually, my, my, both of my parents never did that. But the thing is, I always expected my parents to do that kind of right. I'm always like, oh, they're disappointed in me. I just got like a B in this class, right? And I always started comparing myself to my friends. Like, hey, yo, my, pa- my my friends are having a sleepover right now. Like, they're always hanging out. Why can't I do that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, and my parents are always like, why are you why are you comparing yourself to them? You're not you're not them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not him. You're not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I always ignored that. <laughs> no way. You're like, mommy, daddy, can I have a sleepover? Uh, you're not that guy. Sorry, bud. You're not that guy. You're not that guy. Well, like, I ignored that advice so much, and like, it's come to the point where like. It kind of haunted me like last year and this year kind of right i started I haunted you it's like i started like ignoring the fact that my parents always told me not to compare myself to people i thought like comparing myself is like completely harmless in a way hmm. but i realized as like i started comparing myself to people it started getting like worse and worse and worse mm-hmm. like for instance like i'm saying let's say i'm taking 12 credit hours this year right i'm like taking a chill pill right but there's someone who's taking 21 credit hours right no nope. That hurts my brain. Yeah, like or eighteen credit hours. I'm like I'm like comparing myself to them. I'm like, why are they so busy, right? Uh And why am I so useless? Like, Uh why am I so unproductive right now? Oh, two U words. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. That wasn't even a roast. I'm just saying those are two words that start with U. (laughs) Um. Yeah. It's just like. (laughs) I guess I found it difficult to like. I don't know. I couldn't. Like, comparing myself to people, also, like, I guess the people who are really productive, I really look up to as well. Mm-hmm. So whenever I see them, to be honest, I kind of get intimidated yeah. because of how much I compare myself to them. Yeah. And, like, a lot of social issues and stuff like that, like, I compare myself to. But, like, yeah, just through those comparisons, like, I feel like sometimes I can't act like myself to these people, which mm-hmm. is unfair for them. I think a lot of my problems that I have is self-inflicting. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. I should have listened to my parents earlier like really put that like moral into my brain uh-huh. but like i think i have been having such a tough time with that luckily it's gotten a lot better yeah but i know like every now and then i still subconsciously like for instance like epic like oh there's not many people at large group this week right yeah how many people the other organizations and like christian organizations around here do it have yeah and, like we're not competing against each other either but like it just like that comparison like I, it starts making me overthink like are we competing mm-hmm. with these guys we're not like we're mm-hmm. all had like the same goal mm-hmm. but yeah I think comparison is something that my parents always taught me to do but like I mean taught me not to do but yeah. like I always did you felt like or you feel like when you grow up and have kids you want to like I guess approach it the same way your parents yeah yeah approach it but like I think emphasize it even more try than to like, down yeah to try to nail it down at like a really young yeah. age yeah mm-hmm. I, I want them to be confident in themselves because yeah. I feel like I'm not fully where I want to be in my confidence. Yeah. I think I'm getting there, but, like, it's, like, a long process, right? Yeah. 
So, Sean, I have a question. Yeah. This might be a little personal, so you yeah. don't have to answer if you don't want to. But if there was one thing that you could look at little Sean from the past and be like, I wish you didn't compare yourself in this aspect. Like, I feel so bad for you, and you are, like, worth so much more than this. Don't compare yourself this way. Uh-huh. Is there something for you? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think the main thing was like comparing my issues with my like my family or my friends with other people's issues with like their family and friends for instance like oh like family dynamics or i guess i guess the family dynamics yeah. as well i think that's one of the main, main things because my family's had had some tough times right mm-hmm. but whenever i hear like other people like have like outrageous stories like oh yeah my family got into a car accident and like someone died or something like that like mm-hmm. not that i heard anything like that but like something in those lines right it's just like i completely forget I have issues like mm. com- completely forget my own issues and like I completely invalidated myself yeah. as a person and how much I've grown through those issues as well I'm like dang I haven't gone through trials and tribulations like they have yeah it's the classic thing from yeah. like what I was saying it's just like at what point can I consider my problems valid exactly yeah, yeah that's true I think at the end everyone's problems are valid right it's just like yeah. And the fact that you guys, like, people who, like, may consider their issues, like, very small, mm-hmm. they still open up about it is a huge step as well. Mm-hmm. But I feel like me comparing my issues with them, I didn't open up about my issues unless it's, like, a really close friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something, like, people this year, like, uh, I guess I, I, I name some names, like, Joey, <laughs> you guys, and, like, I guess, like, Roy and those people, like epic community and stuff like that uh, just being able to like not guide me through that but just like essentially just validate how much I'm growing as a person and like how much my like I don't know how to how to, how to word this but like how they validate my issues just like reassures me a lot hmm. you feel like you have people you can lean on oh for sure yeah uh, I think I didn't have that when during COVID but like now yeah for sure is something that I really thankful for and I don't think I appreciate it enough for, but yeah, um, mm-hmm. that's pretty much my yeah. spiel on that. I talked a lot, but that's my spiel. How about Thank you guys? Thank you for sharing, Sean. Of course. <laughs> I think uh, actually a little, a little bit on the same line as you, Sean. Um, but how, how like you were like your parents like pushed on to this like this value of like. Kind of like in hindsight, you realize that like oh, they're right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that's like really interesting. I think I don't know for you guys, but right now, looking back when I was a even like high school to children, I could always say that honestly, my parents didn't know what was best for me. Hmm. Like growing up, and you, you hear like a lot of stories online where it's like, oh, I'm hanging out with this friend, and then your mom or dad is like you shouldn't hang out with them because mm-hmm. of x y and z yeah and then you're like they they but they're chill you know and it's like honestly <laughs> like yeah they're they have like flaws but yeah. they're not you know they're not that bad and then you realize like over the years maybe like you guys like your friend you kind of just uh separated a little bit and then you mm-hmm. realize like oh my gosh my my mom and dad were like completely correct on that uh-huh. mm-hmm. and I was like like this was literally me in the summer I was like oh my gosh my mom and dad know so much so much more than me and mm-hmm. one thing that my like dad always told me 
and my mom they're actually they say this so much but like the only reason why I remember it is because like they say that like a fool doesn't learn from his mistakes yeah and then a genius learns from his mistakes like a mastermind learns from other people's mistakes uh-huh. and I think that's like a really big life lesson that they have taught me is like like yeah obviously try to do things on your own and if you do experience failures you should learn from that mm-hmm. but like take a step back and like analyze what you have going on right now mm-hmm. and then look at what have other what have other people have done mm-hmm. and then use that to your benefit and then, and then that's kind of like why I have that like sink or swim mentality with teaching people and honestly I'll probably I'll probably have that same mentality if I have a child mm-hmm. but it's really about like making someone independent in their thinking mm-hmm. and not having to rely on other people so mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that I would really nail down into my future children mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah Oh, nice. Thank you for sharing. Um, I think for me, there's like a lot of things I could say. Like for one of them, it's like, uh, like believing in my kid and trusting them to make good decisions. But that is also so scary. Yeah. Like exactly what you said, Aaron. It's like kids, like honestly, it's just part of life. You know, you don't know the right decision growing up, but sometimes you do, right? Yeah. And it means a lot when your parent trusts in you. For me, the thing I would say that I was taught by my parents that I really want to do for my kids is I want to take interest in what they're interested in. Um, one thing my dad did, so my brother and I, his name is Kyle, that's my brother. <laughs> hey, Kyle. We, uh, <laughs> we play League of Legends. League of and oh, God. Basically, though, <laughs> I've been playing since I was in, like, eighth grade. I play it on and off now, but, like... During, I don't know, like two years ago, my dad started playing League as a way to connect with my brother and I. Because it's like, well, if my brother and I are going to play, spend the evening like playing League, then my dad wanted to spend time with us by being in some of those games. So he did that. And at the time, I didn't realize how like, how meaningful that was. But it's also like, I look back at my life and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm an art major. You know what I mean? It's like, and how did I become an art major? I did not have to battle my parents to become an art major. They were very encouraging of it. Mm-hmm. I'm an arts and technology major, actually. That's a big distinction. <laughs> yeah, not just drawing on slugs. Yeah, all. but basically it's like, it meant so much to me when my dad would like, or mom would comment on a drawing that I made when I was a kid. Or like, my dad or mom would like fake that they were interested in my Lego build or something right like it meant so much to me and at the time I didn't realize what they're doing but mm. nowadays it's like I realize it and even when I'm like teaching kids at church one of them is like asking me about Pokemon cards I like try to take interest right but at the same time I'm like half-heartedly like you know just talking with them but then I realized like that's where the rubber meets the road it's like in the moment can you be interested yeah. right can you find a way to make the kid feel special and like that you care about what they're saying and I think like 
whatever my kid is interested in, hopefully it's not destructive. But like, <laughs> if it's a video game, uh, luckily we grew up with video games, right? So I think it'll be easier for us as parents to connect with our kids if they played video games. But like, I really want to try to connect with them on that level. Cause like at the dinner table, my dad will literally ask me like, yo, I'm getting one shot as Ash. How do I not get one shot? And I'm literally coaching my dad. I'm like, dad, you don't even farm? And you're walking way past the middle of your lane when the jungler is on the map. And then he's like, what's a jungler? And then, and then I have to explain it to him. And then later that night, he plays League alone because I go to bed or something. And then he's he like tries out jungle, forgets to take smite. You only understand this if you play League. And then the next day, he's asking me about it. And I'm just like, wow. My dad and I have like common interests, you know what I mean? So it's like, I can connect with him. There's like tons of stuff to talk about. And he even asked me like how North America does in like tournaments and stuff. And he hears me like rant about it. But yeah, that's, that's one thing I learned from my parents, but mainly my dad, that I really wanna try to employ if I have a kid. And I also don't wanna employ too late, right? I don't wanna realize when the opportunity has already passed. Yeah. Mm. Thanks for sharing. Wow. What about you, Gary? Hmm. Charles, I've been thinking, and like I don't know if I have like that much to say, but the one thing that came to mind was like, I guess one of the maybe not lessons, but like the one of the biggest things that my parents like tried to tell me growing up is like they definitely care about more for my physical and mental health rather than like my performance in like mm. academics or like sports. Like even those, even though like those things are like important and such, like I guess I never really truly under realized it. And I don't, I don't think I've like truly understood it like even to this day, mm-hmm. but like just the fact that like they're willing to like care for my physical health, like, my parents would like rather have me like sleep like eight hours a day than like try to like pull an all-nighter studying for like a test or something Mm. i think that like some that's like shows their care for me and yeah it shows that like they're actually treating me like a person Mm. and so yeah i think that was something i could take away Mm. respect i think i have like um Actually, I have one more question to kind of ask before we end it off. I think if if we rewind a bit when we were talking about our like different living situations now and like our different schedules and stuff like that, I feel like uh, one of the things that I think, at least for me, that I kind of had to struggle with is like um, meeting like friends and like reaching out to people based off of like, convenience, right? For instance, like when I moved away from Maryland, like those guys I've been knowing since like day one since like almost when I was born probably like a little bit after I was born mm-hmm. but like I have a group of like eight to nine guys that like are my closest friends back in Maryland but uh I think the one thing that kept us always talking was actually a materialistic PlayStation 4 right we always <laughs> hop on the party yeah. right whether it's like a sports game or just like I can't believe I'm saying Overwatch or something like that. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite. That's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, just like that kind of like being able to conveniently just hop on the party mm-hmm. and just like 
talk with each other. I think we talked to each other so much and kept in contact with each other. But the moment I didn't take my PS4 to college because I actually wanted to concentrate on my academics and just like meeting new people in real life, I haven't been able to reach out to them as much. It's been a lot harder. And like I realized how much effort you had to put into a friendship just because of that one materialistic thing just disappears out of nowhere. Uh, I wouldn't call like, it materialistic. Like uh, I think oh, yeah, yeah. it was like a valid tool to help yeah. you guys connect, right? Mm. Like a platform. Yeah. Like an avenue. Mm. Mm-hmm. For me, I was just like, I kind of felt bad. Because I was like, dang, did I really just like not put as much effort in these friendships when like I know they care about me so much, right? And like I know I can literally like call them anytime and they'll be there for me but like or I'll be there for them but it's just like this disconnect now it's just mm-hmm. it's really hard to connect it back and luckily I have some like some of them like who connected back but yeah I that's why I'm also so grateful for people who reach out to me on campus like right now because like I can understand how hard it is to reach out I think for someone who reaches out a lot in like in person I feel like I understand how hard it is and like just being able to get that invitation to like hang out or something even like if, if it's like a casual hangout it's just it's very nice it's very reassuring but how do you guys feel about that like like how like distance maybe or something a barrier that causes you all to not have that convenience to see other people or reach out to other people I think for me it's like I'll just use the example I talked about earlier mm-hmm. it's like for me, okay, I hate, I hate, hate self-pity. Like, if there's a, a, like, a part of my life that I feel, like, sorry for myself, or, like, I don't like it, I immediately try fixing it. Or, like, yeah, I, I work towards fixing it. Like, whether it's, like, a physical appearance insecurity, whether it's, like, a part of my life. Other parts of my life, actually, I would say I try to ignore them, but, like, <laughs> I, I don't like having those things around. And one of them, like, right now is... I really like feel a lack of belonging this year which is like, mm. really weird to say because I think or it's like I really feel like alone or like lonely mm. at UTD and it's like it's weird because I thought the main time I would have to worry about that was trying to find a community I did not think it would be happening my second year as yeah, it's already in a community. Yeah, like, yeah. senior Epic leaders, you know, third kind of year in Epic. Right? It's, yeah. like, it's a really weird time for, like, to me, for me to feel like this. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, this is, like, one of the things I've, like, really struggled to, like, problem solve. I'm just, like, I'm just, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, how do I find community? And I don't want to leave Epic. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I've thought about it, but it's, like, I'm not the type of person that just likes to pick up my stuff and move on to solve a problem. That is yeah. never the philosophy. I'm also like I'm kinda committed <laughs> core leader and everything. <laughs> but, like, no shit. Pseudo MTL. Yeah. But like I think well, no, I realized this like literally this week. I was like, if I wanna find like solace in people, like community, yeah. I need to put in effort. Like I need to put in Mm. effort that is inconvenient to me you know what I mean like mm. I literally am so tired every day and I just want to go home and relax by myself in my house right but if I want to like it's the same thing it's like if I want someone to reach out to me so I feel valued that is the exact same standard I need to hold myself to for other people and it's like 
as much as proximity determining like how close you are to someone like frequency of seeing them and stuff yeah. that shouldn't play like the biggest role but that should play a role right it it's For like sure. an indicator of intentional intentionality right yeah so for me right now i think i'm like i'm trying to be a little easier on myself and being like i finally adjusted into the school year I finally adjusted to like the commuter lifestyle. I finally adjusted to getting a new tank of gas every week. <laughs> I finally filled my 14 cavities. That's story for later. <laughs> like I have just finally gotten like over all this stuff and like, um, yeah, I think it's like God placed me in a very good situation here at UTD, and it is, it's like it's up to me to make the most of it, mm. and. Yeah, I'm happy after like the, you know, the little hiccup, little bump in the road I was in yesterday. Like, I feel like I actually kind of have a game plan for how to feel better and also just be more intentional with people. Because mm. I realize like, if I want to spend time with this person, I reach out to that person. Mm -hmm. That is as simple as it gets, and it's just a hard pill to swallow sometimes. Yeah. But, but yeah, that is one thing. I want to say to you guys is that I've done a very poor job at ever initiating with you guys. But this guy's about to like, cry or something. Like, <laughs> That's actually crazy, crazy Sean. <laughs> I, I'm that guy right now. I'm crying right no, now. No, but seriously, it's like you guys mean a lot to me. You really Aww. seriously do. And I, I was talking to Bridget before coming here, and I was like, this is the first time I like don't look forward to. I didn't look forward to recording a four by four episode because I was like. I don't know if the guys see me as one of their guys anymore. I was like, Nah, you did not just say that. Right I was like, I don't know. No, if, you, you did not just say that, right? Like, I was like, I don't know if like my absence from Epic this year, like my absence from campus, like, like I don't know if they like are there for me. Or, like, I don't know if I can like lean on them. I don't know if I can share things with them. And I was just, I was just like scared. And then also like being late today, but I was late because of Moana. But yep. I was for just a good like, cause, for a good cause, my brother. No, but I was just like really worried because I was like. These were like my brothers last year, and it's like, how come so much has already changed in my head? Mm. Um, but yeah, that's that's what's up. Yo, I'm, I'm shell shocked right now. I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, flabbergasted. I'm exasperated. Exasperated. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys have anything to say about it? Or I mean, I think for me it was kind of a, when when you said like how you use like the, the PlayStation to <laughs> like connect with their friends. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I guess for most people during uh, my COVID year, which is, you know, our first year in college. Yeah. Um, obviously I stayed at home because everything was oh, was online. So. <laughs> you know, it was, it was kind of lonely a little bit. I, like I still played online uh, with my friends from high school, yeah. uh, you know, through Discord every night, and I would be too loud, and my dad would come into my room angry. And I'm like, I'm like playing CS:GO, and I, I like tell my friends like, okay, guys, I have to be, I have to get, yo, that's the same. Really quiet, calm out, this. So, like, <laughs> I'm not speaking. Now we don't touch grass. No. <laughs> we need to touch grass. But like, yeah, I understand. It's like <laughs> keeping that like relationship with someone. Yeah. Now that we're obviously not going to the same school, and it's always like frightening to me. It's like because I always thought 
oh, am I just going to be like left in the dust in a sense? Yeah. Uh, starting my sophomore year, and luckily I was able to find a community in Epic. But now, like I'm thinking on my end, like how are other people feeling within that group? Like I know it's like obviously some of them still have like found social groups as well, but like personally, I don't really know their kind of like what they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. So. Uh-huh. Honestly, I, like, I feel you, Sean, and like, it's like a weird, it's like a weird limbo. Yeah. And like, trying to figure out what to do. But yeah. Mm. Yeah, nothing here. We have one quick final little question. Yeah, if you crazy. had to give one piece of media, one video game, one platform, anything, credit for helping you connect with people, right? Yeah. Like, if you had to give credit to the one thing, probably a video game, what would it be? <laughs> Mine is League of Legends. <laughs> wow. I think it had to be in the past league. <laughs> I think right now, the, the hot new game is Valorant. Are you know, for all my... So nah, for me, it's for all my ranting. No, I've been playing FIFA since I was, like, in elementary, so I think FIFA mm-hmm. has been something Respect. that has always been connecting with everyone in my circle. What about you, Gary? I mean... I was a solo dolo, but I was a 2K player. No so. chance of that. Solo dolo? No, I think, I think we have to log off now. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. With that being said, thank you everyone for tuning in yeah. on the first episode of season two. Yes, sir. The 4x4. Mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah. A little, you know, a little gift to the listeners out there. We are going to record an episode every single other day. Yep, That's we're releasing crazy. like wow. 60 episodes. That's year, crazy. Right? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You guys are lucky if you get one episode a month. TBH. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. We're going to try releasing four episodes by the end of the semester, so stay tuned. But anyways, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll see well, you guys thank later. Thank you all for listening, dogs. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a good day. Bye. <laughs>